0: and welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer.
1: I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week we've got to go fast because we're being pursued by a killer croc who has a complicated relationship with a celebrity. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. Uh, last week we released the film Deliver Us,
0: yes. a, a, a closed location uh, creature thriller about the dangers of consumerism in in the modern world yeah uh,
1: how, how did that pan out so we discussed uh, using Amazon stuff and uh, surprisingly Jeff Bezos was Fine with it. Okay. Actually funded the film as well, so uh, we've got it highlighted on Amazon Prime right now. Um, the thing is, I decided that we should do a bit of a like marketing tie-in with the name of the film, Deliver Us. And I thought, what better way to illustrate the concept of delivery than pizza delivery? Okay. Got in contact with Pizza Hut, said, hey, let's do a let's do a thing. Um, you know, a meal deal where you order your Super Supreme and you get like a limited edition pizza box with. Like on the inside a kind of like curse in there or something fun related yep, to sure. the film. So we got those all the curses got put into the boxes. Uh then people started ordering and can you guess what happened? I can't <laughs> Just food poisoning. Food poisoning. Just a lot of food poisoning, yeah. Turns right. out turns out the ink was not not foods. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, what I thought you were going to say is that uh, we got the, the little robot dudes from the film Deliver Us yeah. just to go around delivering pizza. Yeah. And they ended up just getting their heads smashed in by <laughs> by uh, people with golf clubs because no. they thought that the, the creature was there to, no, to destroy just, them. No, um, just, 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 just food poisoning, just food poisoning poison. from ink. Yeah. All right. Okay. So
1: the film's all right. It's on Amazon Prime. And, y- you know, with Amazon and with Netflix, they never show anyone how well the film has done yeah. so
0: it could have done really well right so they they're, they're refusing to release to us the ratings yeah. for the film yeah yeah oh wow so
1: if we end up doing a film on netflix next week where we're in the uh the director what do we what did we call it like the um purgatory. purgatory the director's purgatory on netflix then we know that the film has not gone well on amazon but if we are not on netflix next week then i, I guess don't, the film's i was doing fine i don't like this feeling i, I don't, know like, it's ominous
0: i don't you you I mean, I suppose the, the the digital distribution platforms like Netflix and, and Amazon haven't been around long enough for us to really have seen sequels. Yeah. But I really wanted the, like an 80s style slasher... Yeah franchise to be spawned out of this yeah uh and now i feel like amazon's got his grimy little hand. i feel dirty <laughs> with his dirty jeff bezos money they're it's gonna just...
1: spin it off into a tv series like they did with uh hannah oh no yeah and no one will like the tv series <laughs> they
0: actually made a pilot for a zombie land tv oh, series they did like too, many yeah. years ago yeah which never got picked up because it, it looked didn't. really bad it didn't have <laughs> any ed harris yeah. or Bill Murray,
1: no Emma Stone, no Abigail Breslin, the weirdo from Social so, Network, no Mark Zuckerberg. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to this week in trailers, and first trailer for you today is Sonic the Hedgehog, directed by Jeff Fowler and starring Ben Schwartz, Jim Carrey, and James Marsden. Got to go fast.
0: knocked out power across the entire Pacific Northwest. This needs someone who can figure out exactly what we're dealing with. You're not suggesting who I
1: think you're suggesting. We have no choice. What the...
0: Are you in charge here? Yes, I am. No! Nope. i m- wrong. Name. I'm in charge. Allow me to clarify. In a sequentially ranked hierarchy based on level of critical importance, the disparity between us is too vast to quantify. Agent Stone, the doctor
1: thinks you're basic.
0: Listen, pal. I don't know if you realize. Who- I'm sorry, Major. What was your name? Benny. Nobody cares.
1: So the internet has collectively lost its shit over this film. Uh, but not are, like
0: that. That could go either way. You could it say could, you lose yeah. its shit as if they really like it. Uh, this is an angry this losing is- of shit. <laughs> That's right.
1: Uh, yeah. So, I mean, in back in March. Um, there was a leak of what Sonic was going to look like uh, via a promotional company who accidentally put up, put up a slide deck of the Sonic the Hedgehog marketing, and it had some um, sort of beauty renders of what Sonic was going to look like. Uh, the rumors were going around that it's like, oh, it's an old thing, it's not the most up-to-date design, yada yada yada. Then the trailer comes out and it's like, oh no, it's exactly like that, and it's a horrifying, horrible mess. Of a design for this hedgehog who's been around since the days of Mario as well. Like he's an old character. He has a very From specific look.
0: What I can tell though, the only real difference between the trailer that they've released and what Sonic should look like is his head should be bigger and his legs should be skinnier
1: and his eyes should be bigger. Yeah. And he should be wearing gloves and his shoes should. Like I'm not even a Sonic fan and I'm horrified by this. Uh, he just looks weird. And when he opens that mouth and shows off those pearly white human teeth, ah. Uh, Oh, it's gross! It's gross. it It looks like it looks like a really skinny guy in a weird, like, furry jumps jumpsuit. Yeah,
0: they've given him like sprinter's legs, like yeah. Usain Bolt legs, rather yeah. than like the spaghetti noodles that he has in the in yeah, the video game, exactly. Uh, and for some yeah, people, are from, I was never going to watch this films. So I've no. never played a Sonic game. Yep. Ah, uh, so I don't care. I don't. But the issue is. I don't know who the film's for. So they're, no. they're, there must be a very small selection of the public that are diehard Sonic fans that are definitely want to go watch this film. But like the humour in this film feels like it's geared towards maybe six year olds. Yeah. And I don't know any six year olds who have ever played a Sonic game. <laughs> so the people the, the people that the film's made for are never gonna be the people who care about like the continuity yeah, of yeah. the character
1: design. So See a film like this is is supposed to appeal to people that have been long-time Sonic fans, in the same way that Detective Pikachu kind of does. So Detective Pikachu tells a story that is great for kids, but also there's the thrill of adults seeing these characters interacting with humans you know characters we've only seen in cartoon or video game form for the past decade or so um but sonic doesn't have any of that it has a really generic story it has really bad visuals it has really bad jokes they had there's been about a third of this
0: trailer introducing jim carrey who plays dr robotnik yes uh and he's having a weird conversation with uh i think the actor's name's neil mcdonough Yeah, uh, he yep. was in band of brothers yep. and paul blutt more cup 2 <laughs> and they are the the two most notable <laughs> acting performances uh of his career yeah um and i think uh you you pointed out when watching the trailer it's really just to show off that jim carrey's in this film and he's doing his jim carrey style of humor yeah um the scene isn't funny. No. It it doesn't make me want to go see the the trailer. But instead of like you know how you sometimes see scenes in trailers and so it's just like this scene was written into the film yeah. so it can be in the trailer. Yep. This trailer has none of those. Yeah, I know. And they're just it. <laughs> like, how are we going to market it? Why don't we show them the bit that Jim Carrey does his weird improv style of yeah. um, of acting and maybe some of the people yep. who like Jim Carrey might go and watch this film. No one's going to watch this. The, the weird thing as slammed. well,
1: again, going to the Sonic fan thing. Like right at the end of the trailer, there's like a bit of static and like the screen goes all weird, and then it flashes back up, and it's got Jim Carrey as a more traditional looking Doctor Robotnik with like the zigzaggy big, long bushy mustache and the red aviator goggles, crazy goggles and stuff, and it's just like again like is this like a little easter egg for the fans to say don't worry we haven't screwed this poorly yeah, because before
0: he just had like a curly Poirot style yeah, mustache and it's, very sort of like standard glasses it's just like oh you know this is a re like a rethinking of this cartoonish villain and yeah. they're like oh no no we're, we're turning him to the cartoonish villain yeah. later on in the film it's don't weird. you worry it's, it's weird also Sonic has a line in here is like, I'm here to save your planet. Yeah as if to say it's not his planet. Yeah. And I just kind of always assumed he was from Earth, but in this one Apparently like not. the rings that he collects act
1: like interdimensional portals yeah. or something like that. Yeah. He may or may not be an alien. Yeah. Uh This is again it's one of those things where they have to it's we're going to the Super Mario Brothers curse again, where they have to try so hard to justify the craziness of the video games in a real world concept or context rather. So all these things that you take for granted in the video games like Sonic running around rings and like running fast and this and that need to have some kind of real world basis for some reason it's like why? Mm. Detective Pikachu doesn't need this it's, it's just like Pokemon exist in the world and that's the world of Pokemon it's not Anything more than that. Like, no one cares. No, we don't need to explain why Pokemon are in this world. They're just there. The other Uh, thing that's worth noting
0: with this one is this is not the first film that James Marsden of X Men Cyclops (laughs) fame has had to interact with a small, fuzzy creature. Yeah. Uh, He was in a film called Hop uh, a number of years ago about the Easter Bunny. I think the Easter Bunny was voiced by Russell Brand. Yes. And it was him in live action. <laughs> and I think you were saying there's even shots of him yeah. driving in a car with a small fuzzy creature sitting next to him yep, and yep. it's shot for shot exactly the same from Hop this,
1: and, uh, this and Sonic. Is, this is uh, film two of Marsden's furry animals in cars trilogy. Oh. Uh, I just... He's, I quite like him as an actor. Yeah, I do too. And He's quite He, good. he makes
0: horrible <laughs> choices for films. <laughs> He's still working though, so yeah, good on good him.
1: On him. Uh, anyway, enough about that film. On to a film that might not be as terrible in Crawl, directed by Alexandre Aja and starring Kaya Scodelario and Barry Pepper. Thank God the Barry
0: Peppers in there. <laughs> S- starring Ascarolario, uh, and Barry Pepper. <laughs> The state of Florida has issued a Category 5 hurricane warning. All residents must evacuate immediately. Grab your families,
1: your loved ones, and get out. Dad! We won't be able to come for you. Dad! so uh this is they make a big deal of saying that this film is produced by sam Raimi, obviously of horror fame and the horror that was spider-man 3 (laughs) um basically there's a flood coming uh there's a big storm coming in the american south in florida i think yeah Yeah.
0: so it's very sort of hurricane katrina-esque where they have those big sort of tropical uh cyclones that tend to to flood the mississippi delta let's sure. just say that
1: why not um and basically they order the town to evacuate or the state to evacuate i don't know if they're evacuating the whole state but just this region a very well-to-do region by the way this is not the florida of back alleys and swamps and huts and stuff this is the well-to-do part of florida um and this woman goes back to her house to try and find her dad, who seems to be missing. To try and get him out and evacuate him, finds out that he's gone beneath the house, and uh, something terrible has happened to him down there. Turns out there's giant alligators. A giant, giant alligator. A yep. giant alligator. Yeah. Yeah. It's a
0: it's a creature film. It's yep. a giant alligator. Yeah. That's all, like simultaneously. That's Small enough to fit in the basement when yep. it's flooded, yep. but giant enough to like essentially eat cars whole. Yep. <laughs> like it's just, it's a weird thing. Uh, you you actually pointed out the very first moment where they're in the dark and like something grabs someone's leg and dra- drags them off. It's like, is that a giant alligator? I'm like, no, nah, there couldn't be anything that silly. And like the rest of the, the trailer is shots of just the giant alligator. Yep. In a way where a lot of these creature film trailers like, try and get you suspense, like, the, build the suspense by never showing you the creature itself. Yeah. They don't care. In this one, yeah, yeah. they're
1: showing the, the, I think the... I think the way... The reason why this probably works a little bit better is because you take, like, one part Poseidon Adventure and one part... Uh, what's that? Lake Placid? Deep Blue Sea, maybe? Deep Blue or Lake, Sea, Lake, Lake, Lake Placid. Placid. Yeah. Because you've got the threat of the floodwaters sort of constantly coming in and sort of muddying up the whole area, making things quite turbulent. So you can't see where the creature is coming from so i guess that's where the surprise comes from you don't need to hide the creature anymore because it can just be underwater um and i guess that's why they show it in this trailer because it's not about not knowing what the creature is it's more about not knowing when it will strike next do you reckon Uh, if
0: spielberg had access to really bad cg technology back in 1975 he would have shown more of jaws do you think it was a, just an accident that the suspense is that way you never see it? Because, like, well, the moment the technology's there, they're yeah. just like,
1: look how big and crazy and... Well, thing- I mean, like, the story goes that they obviously had to hide. Oh, like, specifically, they... horrible rubber yeah, the, the, prop. The Jaws prop was terrible, and they had to cover it up. And so, Spielberg very cleverly did that, and he sort of matured in Jurassic Park when he had to do the exact same thing. But, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. You, you know, you're,
0: you're, you have... Answered my question and saying he, he did Jurassic Park and he handled showing the dinosaurs very tastefully with yes, CG. Yes, so, indeed. Um, anyway. Question answered. George Lucas on the other <laughs> end. Completely different answer <laughs> to the same question.
1: Uh, anyway, so yeah, this looks like a kind of fun creature film. We haven't had one of these for a little while. I the think. Meg, I think, was the last one yeah, that really came along. this is moderately realistic, I guess. Yeah. Like, Which it's is, I, there's a point in
0: the trailer here, I'm like, oh, is this just going to be a story about a father and a daughter trying to survive during a, a terrible weather event storm yeah Uh, i was like oh no there's also giant alligators." yeah
1: that's right and like gratuitous death of rescue workers who try and come and rescue them as well it's great like we'll see how it goes i believe at one point her arm gets bitten and I I could have sworn I heard the cartoon chomp yeah. sound effect as well. There's a lot of points there where she definitely gets
0: bitten and dragged away. Yeah, and then she's back in the next yeah, scene I fighting know. the alligator. Yeah. And yeah. then like, maybe there's multiple alligators. Maybe there's multiple hers. Well, there's they, they
1: show a bit where like the they blow cra- it, the cracked eggs are all open. Oh yeah, like, they
0: they also show a bit where they blow the alligator's head off with a handgun. Oh really? Because like <laughs> it, it, chom- it chomps on her hand as she's yeah. holding the handgun. Yeah, and she fires the gun and explodes its head from the inside out. Right. Um, and I'm like do you still have a hand <laughs> did you just kill the like the main evil bad guy was this the end of the film did I, they just? It was, like, it was in the middle of the trailer so right. who, who knows but okay. i think you're right there you mentioned that there's uh, a scene where there's broken eggs everywhere yeah it reminded me quite a lot of the matthew broderick godzilla, godzilla
1: yeah and even jurassic park as well there's a bit where sam neill holds up the eggs yeah. and talks about life finding a way I like Aida's find a way exactly. uh, the the main uh
0: girl in this one we have talked about it before she's from the really bad Pirates of the Caribbean
1: 5 she yes. was Ethian Skins she's been around Kaya uh, Scodelario. Yeah. Uh, I Lario I believe is how you pronounce that name maybe I don't know it sounds Italian and I'm going to be very ashamed sounds Italian she's English playing an American
0: uh, always, always seems to work out well
1: yeah anyway on to the final film for this week's trailer which is The Death and Life of John F. Donovan directed by Xavier Dolan and starring well let me just read him out here Kit Harrington, Natalie Portman, Susan Sarandon, Kathy Bates, Ben Schnetzer, Jacob Tremblay, and in a scene completely cut from the film, Jessica Chastain. We know how things started, he answered one of your fan letters, and then an unlikely correspondence began, etc, etc, why don't you just back it all the way up to how things started with you and John F.
0: Donovan. I had just turned 11. Kids at school were mocking me for so being a new guy. Rupert!
1: My mom and I, we were barely speaking anymore. All my dreams had disappeared. The only one that had survived was John. We'll get photo approval, right, boy? Yeah, and you're getting a pony for Christmas. He, on the other hand, had everything. Fans,
0: fame, love. I'm the luckiest guy in the world.
1: That's the time around which some people started to wonder, was it all a lie? to John F. Donovan about five years ago. It was rather foolish for me to think he would answer, but he did. I'm only 11 years old, but later I'll be like him. And we'll act in movies together. Rupert, you made up that story. I didn't! You lied, and you lied for years. I just didn't say anything! Did you, or did you not, write letters to that kid? Do you have a pen pal?
0: Child pen pal. Do your job. Next. This film is very, very ambitious. We'll see if we can actually try and break down. Like we're trying to do a synopsis of what's happening in the films, but this almost seems impossible. Yeah. So it's it, uh, a maybe like ten-year-old boy. Yep. Forms an unlikely pen pal relationship with, a, with like a global with celebrity. Kit megastar. Harrington, who is like a megastar
1: actor, F, rock star, the titular John F. Donovan.
0: Um, and uh, so they they. Obviously, Kit Harrington's character is going through um, the drug, sex, and rock and roll lifestyle. Yep. Uh, it is quite mentally disturbed. Uh, and uh, they, they exchange ideas through this sort of pen pal yep. relationship. Uh, we then sort of cut to the future... Where the kid's grown up and he's doing an interview with, I think it's Tandy Newton, or. or Yeah. Yeah. uh, About how he used to be the pen pal of this guy. And we cut back to the past and no one believes this kid when he's saying he's friends with this global megastar. And then we cut to Kit Harrington's lifestyle as he's going through all this trauma. And then
1: Michael Gambon shows up. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in this film as well. And he's literally in the Wikipedia article for it. Uh, he's literally credited as man in restaurant. Uh, so I it mean, is it is
0: a hugely ambitious film that tries to tell these weird, complicated um, stories about success and fame and imposter syndrome yep. and uh, the turbulent times growing up and apparently, sons' relationships with their mothers. Yeah, and-
1: homosexuality apparently is, is a bit of uh, another topic in this film as well. Um, yeah, it's 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 bizarre. There's a there's a thing where like the kid is talking about the letters and then he's his mother starts yelling at him that he's lying about you're it, and lying, his teacher and you're, says you made it up and, and You'll like,
0: never write to him again and yeah. then but then Kit Harrington goes onto a talk show and says that he actually has a pen who he was a kid. So this is actually called The Life and Death of Kit Harrington or what? the Death
1: and Life. Death
0: and Life yeah. of Kit Harrington. Um, and so uh, I I get the sense that potentially the present where he's talking with Tandy Newton is after the death of the um yeah so it's probably. like it's like the career and lives and like because the, the the guy kind of reminds me a little bit of Michael Hutchins as well yep. obviously Kit Harrington doesn't look too dissimilar from That's um, true, actually, uh, yeah. the Australian rock band's lead singer of In Excess yep. who um committed suicide I believe in like yeah. the, the late 90s yep. uh, so I kind of I feel as though uh, there's, there's a lot of a lot of things going on here um, suffice to say
1: apparently has been panned by critics universally like, panned we are looking at so this film uh has sort of made the rounds in various film festivals and so on and so forth it's due out in france it's probably out now actually um and uh, it's currently sitting on a 13 <laughs> percent approval rating on rotten tomatoes and honestly based on the trailer it's justified
0: yeah i don't think it could
1: have ever done can I just give you the quote from the Guardian review? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> a dubious mess. <laughs> Which is so... It's so on the money as a review, at least of the trailer. Uh, I can only imagine that the film is pretty much exactly the same. So, don't go and see this film whenever it comes out. I have to say,
0: though, because this is the final season of uh, of Game of Thrones. Yes. And it's nice... And well, it'd be nice to think that these guys who have spent the better part of a decade playing very loved characters could go on and have a career elsewhere. Um Kit Harrington had a crack in he played the like Pompeii. Yeah, yeah. He was in that one. He's had a crack with J. D. Harrington or whatever what it was the the guy's I name.
1: Know. He's death and life. Oh, uh, uh, John F. This film, yeah. John F. Donovan. John yeah. F.
0: Donovan. Uh it's not it's not working out for him. No,
1: I feel like if Orlando Bloom didn't exist back in the day that Pirates was around, Kit Harrington would have been Orlando yeah. Bloom. But Orlando Bloom already exists, and we don't need mm. another bad actor doing horrible <laughs> movies. <laughs> anyway, those are the three trailers for this week's episode. But of course, before we can do anything with those, we're gonna have to take a little walk over to the green room. And here we are. Let's have a quick recap of this week's trailers.
0: We have a rebooted remake, reimagining <laughs> of a classic 80s slash 90s video game.
1: Yep. We also have
0: a weather slash creature based survival film. Yep. And finally, we have an overly ambitious, <laughs> a dubious mess. <laughs> a dubious mess. Thank you, The Guardian.
1: You've summarized it perfectly. All right, I chose for last week's episode. What have you got for us?
0: I I want to do like we, we we like the the life and
1: times of
0: a, a cat. No, I'm just teening. I want to do the creature film. <laughs> yeah. I really want to do the
1: creature film. Can I? Um, I mentioned earlier in this episode that. Um, James Marsden was doing a trilogy of like <laughs> riding in cars with adi- CGI animal creatures. So I think this needs to be the third and final film in that trilogy. I
0: think, I think you're absolutely right. Yes.
1: It is still
0: a weather slash oh, yeah, yeah, survival yeah. It, film. It's definitely a survival film.
1: But he has, he has a f- small
0: fuzzy irreverence <laughs> offsider. <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> who in post-production, well after the film is pretty much locked, we're gonna have to change the design <laughs> of because no one likes it. Uh, all right, cool. So at least we've got our principal actor, which is time-saving to say yeah. the least. All right, so what do we what do we do? What are we are we going for a? Um, you know, what I liked um, even though Crawl didn't go this way. I like the combination of realistic weather-based natural event with. Something, like, bizarrely almost supernatural or, like, way smarter, way more intelligent than what it actually is. Because it almost feels like in Crawl the Alligator is, like, a maniacal genius or something who can outsmart any human that it puts or that it comes across. So I kind of want to do that, but maybe push further into the... uh, wild craziness considering we have a CGI animal companion for James yeah, Marsden.
0: I, I, I think one of the other things that struck me was just how real the weather event felt as well. Yep. Like the the fact that that area is constantly hit by those tropical yep. uh, storms. Yep. It's, it's constantly flooded. Is there another area of the world? I, mean I, I mean, I want to
1: go back to America and do another like a Twister film. Like yeah. A hurricane.
0: Well, to be fair, when you said driving in cars, I I really th- thought of Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt and in, in Twister and, and Carrie yeah. Elwes yep. and their their oh, cyclone yeah. uh, hunting yeah. cyclone hunting. Did you yeah. forget that Carrie Elwes? I Elways was, Carrie in, Elways was in it. Yeah. So, yeah
1: All right, can we do that? Can they be? Can okay. So James Marsden and his. CGI animal companion uh like tornado hunters. Tornado I think so. Professional tornado hunters.
0: How are we going to make it different from Twister in that respect then?
1: Uh uh the this is the this is so they've been chasing like twisters for 20 years. Yeah. Uh but this one's different. This one feels It's a different. super twister. It's a super twister because there's something in it this time. Right. So in the, so we're getting into Sharknado territory here. We are yeah. doing a
0: little bit of Sharknado. I'm thinking Geostorm as well. What if yep. it's a man-made twister? That oh, yeah, they've been yeah. doing weather
1: experiments yep. and and unbeknownst to them, there's some sort of like... Government conspiracy to create a super weapon. So they're like, uh, nuclear bombs cause too much fallout. The nuclear radiation spreads around the world. It doesn't just hit the target that we want it to hit. Mm. A storm, however, a tornado is very localized. It can do heaps of damage and then that's it. No nuclear fallout, no, um, part- no half-life particles drifting around the world. Nice and clean. So the government has been experimenting on like instant tornadoes, instant yep. super tornadoes for decades. Right? Yes. And we go back area... Fi- no, okay, here it is. Yeah. CGI creature of James Marsden is from Area 51, escaped from Area 51 like 20 years ago bumped into James Marsden who was just driving down the road he rescues him are we not just making Paul at this stage yes we are <laughs> but as <laughs> uh, anyway oh it doesn't have to be Area 51 no no it can I just like be- it
0: I like it but I don't think it's an alien so much it is no, as no, no. a genetically modified, genetically modified creature.
1: creature a la- so I know Sonic the, H- Sonic the Hedgehog is technically a hedgehog but nothing like a hedgehog so what's in a coyote like a wolverine? is <laughs> like We can just call it the Wolverine. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean... No, see, we can't do coyote either. Warner Brothers will sue the it's pants. It's true. Office.
0: And that's a bit... I suppose that's a bit more the... Where is it? Roswell, New Mexico is yep. Area 51, right? Uh, so, armadillo. Armadillo? It's not furry enough, right? It's got to have... A
1: bandicoot. I
0: think that's also specifically, specifically Australian native marsupial. I'm not sure how many bandicoots there are in the Utah desert.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. What else
0: lives out there? Turtles? It's got to be furry, got to be fuzzy. You're gonna uh, sell the plush toys. Yeah, all
1: right. Um, Keep naming me things. <laughs> wow, ground like, groundhog, no, <laughs> groundhogs. we can't, can't do groundhogs. Prairie dog. Prairie. Yeah, prairie dogs. We can reuse the CGI ones from Indiana Jones Four. Oh, I forgot there were prairie yeah, dogs. Yeah, there in were that. prairie dogs in that for no reason whatsoever. Um, so yeah, all right, let's. Yeah, we'll do a fuzzy prairie dog. Uh, this. I'm just gonna put it out there right now maybe one of the
0: craziest film starts we've ever come up with (laughs) a a anthropomorphic talking CG prairie dog accompanies James Marsden (laughs) on his hunt to chase down tornadoes Tornadoes, that have been uh, superficially enhanced by the government this is
1: great because we do like we open the film with like James Marsden driving down the road at night um, and then suddenly like something flies in through his windshield and he's like freaking out and it's the... Well actually, what will happen? It's the... the um, What animal did we say it, it was? It was a prairie dog. A prairie dog. So the prairie dog, because it came from Area 51, it's a natural prairie dog, but it's been infected by some alien substance that they have Not stored. alien.
0: Come it's on. Not, no, it's no, no, genetically... No, is, it's got to be genetic. We're not doing aliens. Are you sure? I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I want it to be... Again, going back to Wolverine a little bit, but like impervious to damage. Yep. So like it, it can like get hit by a car yep. and not take any damage. It can fly through a windscreen. Yep. And
1: be perfectly fine. It
0: can jump into a tornado. Okay. And fly around like Superman.
1: Ah, so okay, so this is how they get together as well and become tornado chasers because our good friend Prairie Dog, who we're gonna call,
0: is. Oh, I mean, before we get into a name, is he like? toddler sized like these other things or or is he prairie dog sized no he's not
1: prairie dog sized because the genetic enhancement that the government did on him enlarged his eyes enlarged all his limbs and so he's now the size of like a small child and Uh, he's kind
0: of he's kind of got a bit of an extreme sports death wish because uh, he is impervious to damage yeah
1: and he's got a bit of like a a like a mohawk hairdo style I think he
0: probably wears aviator goggles as well because he's flying around in the totem yeah
1: Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool yeah (laughs) So, we can like enlarge him, make him kind of cute because a side effect of the genetic enhancement is that they had to give him bigger eyes. Yeah. And just things with big eyes look cute. That's true. Uh, Well, again, what do you call him? Like, I don't know. Like,
0: I was about to say crash because he crashed (laughs) the thing. You can't call him crash prairie dog. (laughs) uh
1: We'll call, now we see we need like Sonic Crash.
0: So, Sonic's sound breaking the sound barrier. Yep. This is definitely like. It's wind? yeah, like no, this is her, this, like it was impervious. Like
1: oh, I was about to say, um, adamantium. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I got Wolverines on the brain. How many times do you want to get sued in this episode? Yeah. Uh, look, look, we'll figure out the name later. Okay, it's not relevant now. But yeah, I think that Tony he, Hawk. The <laughs> maybe, maybe James Marsden just calls him Tony after yeah. Tony Hawk the skateboarder. Could be, and he's, he'll be voiced by Tony Hawk. He's got to have that automatic peak, sort of smash, crash, bash. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. All right. And he'll be voiced by Tony Hawk as well. Uh, I'm not sure. I really? I was...
0: I mean, I suppose... Have you heard Tony Hawk speak? He's not that good, is no. he? <laughs> All right. We'll get we'll get some
1: kind of like r- like radical... Yeah. So awesome these things person. have
0: Russell Brand, Seth Rogen, yeah. Ben Schwartz, I think, is the voice of... So it's these kind of like, hey, I'm like alternate comedian and I'm real edgy and kind of funny.
1: It's true. Yeah. So who who is that then? Who's... Uh, you know the comedian world more than I do. What, who's who's around at the moment.
0: all we need to do is go on the Netflix and see what this, the, yeah, the latest standard <laughs> special... Whoever's done the latest Yeah, alright, cool. It's gonna be What
1: about that guy, um uh not Jack Whitehall. He's too British. Um John Mullaney? John Mullaney. There, yeah, there you go, you've got it.
0: John Mullaney is the voice of Bash the Prairie Dog. <laughs> it can't so be bash.
1: <laughs> Bob? Crunch. <laughs> Bob Crunch. Crunch. Um nah look sploosh. Spl- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, that'll be the last thing we come up with All because right. that's also in the name of the film. it's the blank name, Clang, yep. Crunk, Crunk, Skrunk. Some five-letter word. I think it's Skrunk. Yeah, Skrunk right. the prairie dog. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh the skrunk kind can i of- just point out right now yeah i did choose the creature film
0: and we're definitely making a sonic <laughs> the hedgehog film
1: not yet now we're going to get to the creature part of it all right cool. i mean well not really but anyway the-, the tornado is the creature the tornado is the creature yes so unlike uh crawl which the flood is kind of just a background element this is the full thing and because it's genetically enhanced uh it can be a creature yeah yeah so it, and it's it, kind of sentient as well. It
0: is it, in a way where it it actually kind of tracks towards the largest living yep uh like populations yep. and systematically destroys them. Yep. Uh in a way that it's the the scientists like it's it's almost as if it's displaying an intelligence of its own. Yeah. And it start actually starts merging in with other tornadoes. Yeah. It starts sucking them into right. so form what, larger and bigger super tornadoes.
1: So we after our intro sequence we then do a 20 years later James Marsden and Skrunk is Shrunk, a, it, yeah what was it scrunk scrunk are driving down the road they spot like a tornado up ahead um and they're like and he his master is just like all right scrunk you know what to do and like he winds down the window because they've got an old pickup truck it's not new oh it's definitely, it's an, definitely old like an old beat pickup like, truck piece yeah. of crap pickup truck and then like scrunk goes ready and then like pulls down his goggles and then like for some reason he's got wing flaps Um, And he just sort of like opens up his arms and saws out the window straight into the tornado and starts like spinning around inside it. We do these like nice cut up cut, like close up shots showing him zooming around in there. He's like yelling and screaming, having the time of his life. He's got like a GoPro strapped to his head as well. And this is why they are so successful at tornado hunting, because they can get footage that no no one one else else can get.
0: Just uh, as a sidebar. Why do people hunt tornadoes? I don't what know. What are they getting out of it? I, I don't know. I remember the thing from Twister was they wanted to release like this little thing of balls that had they collected data, and yeah. so they it's like a giant big crate, cr- crate of ping they? pong balls that yeah. had that had uh, yeah. So they were scientists. Yeah. Is James Marsden a scientist or do we not believe him as a scientist? He's a renegade.
1: No, he's a, he's like a like a he's a renegade scientist. I believe him as a rogue journalist who's trying to marry Catherine <laughs> Heigl, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, I don't know. Maybe he just thinks he's he's got it like he's got that like brash American kind of like. Oh uh, yeah, I'm doing important research. Um Yeah. Like but really, everyone
0: like, everyone ridiculed me for years cuz they didn't believe my theory about that tornadoes are sentient. And now yeah. now there is a giant sentient tornado yeah. who's laughing
1: now. Maybe he's like he's been collecting data. Maybe this is the thing. Maybe like 10 years ago he saw what looked like a very strange tornado, and he started picking up various readings in the, all oh. the other different tornadoes he's been tracking. He's like, something doesn't feel right here. And and like He's definitely gonna do a better American accent than that. Though, absolutely, right? sure. yeah. Um <laughs> my speciality is Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> uh anyway, so he is like picking up like weird traces and he's been chasing this um He's been doing the tornado chasing for twenty years, but for the last ten years, he's been tracking rumors of a super t- tornado that yeah. doesn't doesn't seem like the uh the others. This uh tornado, by the way, definitely breaks out of the scientific facility that's been held in.
0: Yes. All right, so he's caught a glimpse of like the tests of yeah, the yeah. early so- oh yeah. All right. Yeah. And then we have these this sort of tie-in there where Schrunk yeah. um is also from the same research yeah. facility. Yeah. Uh, and so I suppose then we need to cast an arch nemesis. Yeah, no, it'll uh, be
1: some kind of military person and we'll make it like a female so it's not like Sonic the Hedgehog that it's dominated by a completely male cast.
0: Yeah. Um, but How are we going to get a weird zigzaggy mustache on a female lead protagonist? It uh, doesn't matter.
1: We'll put the zigzaggy mustache on the tornado. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we, we have talked quite a lot about it being a little bit goofy and a little bit yep. the tongue-in-cheek. Yep. I kind of really want to pare that down. Oh, and, yep. and so, the like, it is serious, like, very serious. Like, we start really serious. Yep. Maybe in some of the flashbacks when we make Skrunk for the first time, <laughs> um, it's a little bit... It's a, he's a little bit goofy and wacky and let's go
1: fast. Yeah.
0: But then, sort of, like, after 20 years of chasing tornadoes... By the way,
1: his catchphrase is let's go speedy.
0: Let's No, no, it's like, you you, you can't hurt me? Because he doesn't want to go fast. It's like, come, come at me, bro. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's his, like... Hit Me With Your Best Shot.
1: Yeah, that, that's it. It'll be Hit Me With Your Best Shot and then we'll also like co-opt the song Cause uh, as the, well. the the soundtrack in the back of the Sonic film is uh, trailer Gangster's is Paradise. Gangster's Paradise by Coolio for yeah. some reason.
0: this is going to be Pat Benatar, I yeah. want to say. Hit, hit did Me hit With me Your Best, best shot, shot, but it'll be but a it'll remixed be, version of it. Hit
1: Me With Your Best Shot. Oh, we're we going for the creepy yeah. version. And then later in the film, when um, Strong is at his most like effervescent and outrageous, we'll do like the classic version of that song as well so you know things are going yeah. going well alright cool uh, where were we we were talking about uh, getting back down to seriousness uh, the type of actors we need yeah I really want to cast Kathy Bates because sure. she just knocks it out of the park as, as woman in cafe yeah <laughs> 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 all right, so we're gonna go down the John F. Donovan route and just cast yeah. a ton of actors for no reason. In fact, I'm pretty sure the reason why most of these actors were cast is because the directors probably done stuff with yeah. all the other actors before. So uh, apparently,
0: the director of that film directed Adele's music video, yes. and so Adele was gonna make a cameo yeah, for um, reasons. <laughs>
1: who knows why Natalie Portman agreed to that <laughs> film at all? <laughs> Maybe Michael Gambon was just a man in the restaurant it's that true. day.
0: <laughs> They went in there and were shooting a scene. It's like, hey, was that Michael Gambon in the back of our shots? Let's put him in the trailer. Put him in the credits.
1: Apparently, Xavier Dolan does the French voice of Ron Weasley in the Harry Potter films as well. So there's a tenuous connection there. There you go. Uh, anyway, so we'll get Kathy Bates as woman in restaurant, I guess. <laughs> now we'll it'll be a cafe in ours because it's yeah, uh, a sure. diner. It's a diner. It's a it's diner. A it's absolutely diner. a roadside diner. Um, yeah, you know, there's a fun scene where James Marsden pulls up to the diner. He and Skrunk gets out of the car, out of the uh, ute, and they go inside and have a coffee, and then Kathy Bates just kind of looks over at the two I'll of say, them. I think Kathy Bates knows them. That's the roadside oh, okay. diner Maybe? that they've yeah, been yeah, going okay. to the
0: year. And everyone, the tourists see, and they see Skrunk, and they're just like, is that
1: a weird... Cartoonish, Yeah. Um, prairie dog. And Kathy Bates would just say, well, he ain't never seen a Prairie dog before. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. That's, 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 that's it. One that's her line entire in the line.
0: Film. Uh, <laughs> um, but in a way where they expect him to be like all wacky and acerbic. And yeah. And yeah, by 20 years later, he's all just grizzled and he's just like, just leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. I've got adamantium on my skeleton. <laughs> that's giving me cancer <laughs> from the inside.
1: All right. So uh, I, so with the tornado, by the way, it's not that the government can create one at will. It's not that they've got one. They've got they've one. They've only got one. And it's this one that they've been curating for years. It has intelligence. It has sentience. They keep it in a giant facility underground because it has to store an entire tornado that has to keep spinning. Uh, and then this tornado breaks loose. It runs like it it blasts through the facility, sucks up a bunch of scientists. We'll do. Do you want to do some gore in there too? Scientists being like, I mean, thrown into fans. We and We chose stuff?
0: crawl as the film. We did. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely uh, elements of the. Uh, uh, auxiliary law enforcement characters getting brutally yeah, smashed yeah, yeah. to yeah. pieces. I like
1: the idea of like, yeah, scientists and and uh, per- army personnel getting thrown into turbines. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, maybe oh, that like tornado is so vicious and so violent, kind of just rips the skin from there. Oh, right, well. I was as well. going the
0: whole sort of like they're spinning around and you yep. see the tornado like rip up a barn. Yeah, and then like the barn comes around and just bro- oh, yeah, broadsides. Yep. That's absolutely uh, one of that's going to happen in the tornado because like
1: the tornado all the right tornado bro, <laughs> gotta ride it like a tornado maybe that's the code name for the tornado that the scientists have come up with it's tornado um so uh yeah and i also think that we can do fun things with um uh like a centrifuge kind of effect as well like a scientist goes in there like it gets sucked up into it and then as part of the, to- the tornado kind of just rips him bit to bit like pulls out first his skin then his bone then muscles and then bits of all, all gets nicely separated out in a nice fun gag before it's all then thrown out into the um, atmosphere
0: I, i've justified this slightly in my own head by saying like it's definitely nanobots right nanobots
1: have like this is how they've been able to make such a violent and vicious um tornado it's, it's like literally
0: cloud intelligence
1: yep but like made from nanobots in the cloud, yeah. And exactly. so when they escape into the actual environment, yep. they can start. So they use nanobots to capture the initial tornado that they. I think
0: the nanobots create the tornado really? through through okay. mani- manipulating the the uh, weather and air particles. Okay, cool. But once they sort of get inside, the, yeah. I think I think they, they create the weather event.
1: Yep. Ah. So and the reason it was nanobots is because the scientists or the government wanted the ability to turn it off.
0: Yes. And yeah. then they
1: found out that, like, once they created it, they couldn't turn it off. So they That's just the, had to store it in a facility. Any great,
0: like, military, any great research is like, like, hey, we've got the ability to, hang on, this is what James Marsden's dad did. James <laughs> Marsden had, yeah. his dad had yep. created this technology that had the ability yep. to dissipate tornadoes. And yep. Tornadoes. Damn it, I said it again. <laughs> as, as they're forming, you can send these nanobots into the atmosphere yep. and stop the tornadoes, I said it deliberately that time, Good. from forming. Yep. Uh, and the military came in and they stole they the technology. Stole it. Yep. Yeah, they
1: stole him. They stole the dad. They, like, (laughs) threw a blanket over him in the middle of the night. Uh, Who's, Uh, like, our military leader is going to be, like, Susan Sarandon. Why not? Yeah, sure. She she can do evil and twisted. Um, She comes in with her crew, like, one night while James Marsden is asleep as a child. Um, Then, like, her crew comes in, drapes a blanket over the top of James Marsden. James Marsden's dad hauls him off in the middle of the night James Marsden as a kid's just left there yeah and An and then
0: one of the twists there is that as it turns out is a um was in the cell next to James yeah. Marsden's dad in yep. the prison facility yep. and they wrote letters back and forth between one yep. another but
1: Shkronk hasn't revealed that information exactly. to James Marsden yet it's actually it's- turning into a bit of the death and life of <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, of JT Donovan or whatever yeah. it is. All right, that's fine. So it's it's, it's a weird um so pan pan timeline story <laughs> that's uh telling the story of yep. in the facility and then yep. the story where the Skrunk and James Marsden meet one another. Yep, there's a 20 years in the future where they're chasing the artificial intelligence tornadoes. Yep. um, there's Sonic.
1: Oh, we've really blended everything together. I reckon together Skrunk this. loses his memory as well. Oh right, as okay. he gets, When he goes through the windshield of James Marsden's car. Because he's just escaped from the facility, he's all disoriented, and then he hits the car, loses his memory. Yeah, And so he's only got, like, flashes of, like, his prior life. And then, you know, he visits the home of James Marsden, sees an old photo of his dad. Flashback. <sighs> flashback. Yeah. Like, and then he's just like, whoa, I just had a killer flashback. And, like, anyway. Yeah. How do we end this? That's a good question. Is it... Is it self-sacrifice? Does does Strunk, like, sacrifice himself... Or do we, like, he maybe... Yeah, I think he should. I think.
0: Possibly. I mean, I've had this uh, notion that the there are nanobots that are creating the weather, but there's also yep. nanobots in Skrunk's system yep. that's sort of, like, making him impervious and, and repairing uh, yeah. the broken damage. Yep. And the only way to stop the weather is to sacrifice his own nanobots. Yep. And in doing so, he can stop the tornado, yep. but he's sacrificing his own superpowers. That sounds
1: good. All right, fine. All right, so does that mean that Skrunk survives at the end or not?
0: He does. I yep. think he gets very badly injured. Yep. And there's a piece of barn that's through his <laughs> shoulder, or whatever how we want to do that. Um. And uh, he heals and he's He wakes up and he's, but he's just like he's just a regular prairie dog again.
1: What if um, maybe not. Maybe maybe if, not
0: twist. Yeah. Well, I wasn't gonna Sh- say Scrook
1: the hedgehog too under <laughs> the prairie dog. Sorry. Well, I wasn't even gonna say twist. I was gonna say um, actually, no, it could be a twist. So what if um. We assume that James Marsden's dad died, but then right at the end, he's the one that rescues uh, Skrunk out of the, like, wreckage of the, like, the settled remains of the tornado. Um, He pulls him out, able to fix him up because he's obviously a nanobot, like, master. Mm. Um, But, I mean, does he become the big bad for the next film? Or is he just like, I'm back,
0: son. Like... I think so. I think we say that he's back and then we do the twists in the second film. Yeah. We're, we're doing a lot of sequels and tie-ins. I some, I, our ideas are too big to contain it's within you single money. films. That's how Disney I've makes I've also money. like already like half designed the platform uh, video game yeah. of Skrunk the Prairie Dog and he's just he did like all he does is just run forward he's like hey there's an enemy and he just doesn't care he just runs through it it's, just, it's, right. it's like if, if Mario had permanent star power yeah, that's right, just what cool. Skrunk is Yeah,
1: so. alright that sounds great sounds so much fun we'll make it a like infinite runner mobile game as well yeah. that's you know you know got to tie in with mobile has got to get yeah. your microtransactions yep. in there super easy to program that you don't even have to program anything just let it do its animation and off you go. Yeah. Um yeah, I think that right at the end we only the audience sees that um James Marsden's dad hides a rogue nanobot inside um scrunk. Yeah. Which is what sets up the second film. Yeah. But James Marsden is just like over the moon that his dad's back and everything's happy. Mm. And then the three of them sort of get back into the beat up ute, which is even, I think the running gag is that it gets more and more beat more up. More beat up. And now they're just driving a ute that has no panels on it whatsoever. <laughs> um, and that's it. They drive off into the sunset um, and then the film ends. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think that's a wrap on Skrunk the Prairie Dog. So it's... Yeah. How do you spell Skrunk, by the way? Uh,
0: I mean, I suppose you actually have to write it as S K R U. No, no? R-R-N-K.
1: R-R... What?
0: There's no vowel. There's no vowel. Okay, Skrunk. Okay, that works. S-K-R-N-K. The prairie dog.
1: (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Can't wait to translate that for other markets. Uh, and I think that's a that's a wrap yep housekeeping as per usual we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes our bios and Mephiza Woodada the database of films that we've created on this very podcast search Facebook Instagram and Twitter for Movie Film Studios and join uh, and like us and subscribe and do all that social media stuff that we know so well. Uh, We do animations on Instagram every now and then. We do tweets on Twitter and we do Facebooks on Facebook. Uh, If you'd like to see the two of us perform live... You missed, you missed it. It.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was probably yesterday or the day before, depending yeah. on when the episode comes so, out. So
1: um, if you search for AJ and Isaac on Facebook, you'll find yeah. our Facebook page. For and then you can keep up to date when
0: those performances are exactly. and, and not miss it like you
1: did this week. Indeed. So. Uh, shame on you. Uh, if you if you have a furry little friend in your life and you'd like to give them a podcast to listen to, how about our one? You can find it on Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts uh, and pretty much our, our website as well and pretty much any other yep. place that you find podcasts. And I think that's it. All that remains is
0: to thank you once again for listening this week. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits.